No, Gerald, I can't make it to record right now. I've got bigger problems. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast, where we review the latest and sometimes greatest movies every week. Dan's going to be thrilled that I remember to use the tagline this week. Gerald here with you, and of course on the other side is the atomic breath to my scaly back. I don't know what that means. Nicholas and a Godzilla toy that he brought along for the recording. Excuse you, this is Rexy. This oh, is it's Rexy. How, I'm sorry. How, how dare you? Glasses guy fully endorses uh, how ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Glasses yes, what's, guy. What's, what's, what's going on, buddy? Uh, what's going on? Bald guy's not bald. Uh, apparently, mm. when the Panthers have won their second game of the season, it's time to start sporting all the Panthers merch you can. Gerald, did Damn. you go to the game this weekend that you could have gone to for 45 cents? No, but I did get uh, – I had a chance to go, but I had to work, and I'm kind of glad I did because it was pouring down rain. So You know why you had a chance to go? Because the stadium was empty. Yeah, it's it's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. Um, I'm a Giants but, fan. I've, 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 got, I've got no, room to, no room to talk. But. Yeah, you've lived through it, but it is a rough year for yeah. the Panthers. We're talking about the Carolina Panthers, guys, and it has been a rough year for me as a fan of theirs. But – Hey, I'm a fan, man. So I got hats. I got the, you know, I got the license plate border on my car and everybody probably laughs at me as I drive down the interstate. As they should. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. So this week, Nick, we are uh, pivoting a little bit. We didn't really know where we were going to go this week. We really, really wanted to get Bradley Cooper's Maestro on the docket for the peas, but it's Christmas week, man. It's just tough to do the scheduling. However, both of us have seen... Godzilla minus one, which has kind of taken over the world in the last month or so. Yep. So we're going to be reviewing that one this week. I'm excited to talk to you about it, buddy. I mean, listen, expecting me. And here's here's the other thing, too. I love going to the theater. All right. I, I will say that like literally as, as much as I possibly can for any any movie at any point in time, if I can get to a theater. The problem is, is when you only have a movie playing three times a day, I'm working for one of those times. So it mm-hmm. limits it to two times a day that I got to try to make it to a theater with 80 million other things going on. It's just it's not possible. Joey to Carlo. I'm sorry. I, I can't live the pod before life mantra as, as well as the so wizard crew can. Please forgive oh, me. Oh, yeah. Nobody but, can. But yeah, I mean, here's the other thing, too, is Maestro. Number, It's a drama, number one. But number two, it's going to be dropping on Netflix like within the next couple days. Like by the time right. this is this episode's out, what? It comes out the day after this episode lands. Right. Yeah. Like I can watch it at any time from that point forward from the safety and comfort of of my own home. Well, so, I think what we'll do, that's a good segue, actually. I think what we'll do is we're going to put a review for Maestro probably up on Patreon. We'll do a quick, like, you know, 20-minute episode or whatever talking about that film, and we can throw it up on Patreon uh, whenever you and I can sit down to do that. But the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to say thank you to the patrons. You know, we put it in the show notes, and we have a lot of our patrons in our Discord, in our Twitter chat. But we've got some new ones. Heidi, Samuel, our boy Justin Winters. You know Winters. Man, Nick, he joined- I love you, big dub. Yeah, dude. He joined up over there last month. So we have a lot of new patrons as well. And I just wanted to shout them out real quick. And we'll make sure to get them inputted into the credits and the show notes as well. 
But uh, you guys are awesome. We're going to be in the new year kind of revamping the tiers a little bit. And we're going to be doing more reviews, like mini reviews over there on Patreon. We're going to incorporate the Discord channel over there. You know, just, you know, actual actual content will be available (laughs) to the patrons. And uh, we'll incorporate the Discord channel, which I'm learning daily what that uh, service can do. So uh, I get made fun of for being the old guy on the lawn with his fist at a cloud. But that's me. But we'll figure all that stuff out. We'll figure all that stuff out. But I just want to uh, say a quick thank you. And six, since Nick joined the show about six thank months you. ago, it's been great. Too, thank you so. so much. Absolutely. We love you. And it, it means it means everything that that people support this, you know, silly little movie show that mm-hmm. you do that Glasses Guy has hopped on to to ruin every take <laughs> about every movie on the planet. Glasses Guy here to Especially bring down every slashers. horror score. Yeah, every horror score <laughs> is being is suffered since you joined the show. But Drag whatever, average, baby. Ooh, <laughs> we'll I see what it. we'll see how Godzilla minus one shapes up uh, against your scoring system mm-hmm. over there. All right. Now, before we get into the review of Godzilla minus one tonight, we start every episode with what we call one big question. Nick, you could ask yourself a question. I have a lot of questions. Number one. How dare you? All right. Hey, 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 hey. So we, nobody invited uh, you. So we switched it up a little bit last week, Nick, and we said, you know what? We're going to grab a question. Yep. Let the fans pitch us. But we're going to use that as our one big question and kind of answer it together or give our individual answers of it or whatever. So this week you decided to pick the question, who whose question is it and what is it? And let's talk about it. So, yeah, G, I picked a question from, I believe, new patron recently, Kayla McCoy, over in the listener community, the fan page, whatever you're calling that thing over there on the book of face. Kayla <laughs> asked, could... We have made the sacrifice that Shikishima was going to make for the good of humanity. So, I mean, I guess we got to tear the spoiler wall down early before we even get into the review. Wow. Because this wow, one's, I guess, this, yeah, this is philosophical. This is like existential kind of stuff. So we're going to Godzilla is going to stomp through the spoiler mm. wall here really quickly to talk about one spoiler for the movie. So no, let's just do the spoiler warning. You want to? We might as well do it now. Well, here it is. I mean, I'm gonna, gonna Godzilla's going to stomp through it. Are you ready? Here he comes. Yeah. There he goes. He, he, he just blazed right through it. <laughs> going to get all the mileage out of that roar that I possibly can. So at the oh, end of the man. film, that's his plan. So he was a kamikaze pilot in World War II. And his yeah. plan is essentially... He, I mean, we'll talk about a lot of this stuff when we get into the review of the sure, movie and everything yeah. like that as well, because he's got a lot of uh, survivor's guilt and uh, PTSD, as it were, from his experiences in the war. And he plans to fly his plane with a giant bomb in it into Godzilla's mouth and mm-hmm. blow him up. Right. And, you know, uh, in these in, in this circumstance now, gee, again, look, he's he's look at this. Look at this thing behind me here. And and tell me, you wanna you wanna drop you, you wanna fly a plane into that thing's mouth? I I think like listen listen here's the thing like, it, it, I think you kind of mentioned I can't even remember what we were reviewing not long ago, where it was I think it was Saw X when it was like you know could we saw off our own leg to oh, try right, to survive yeah, a sure. saw trap or yeah. something like that? Mm, and you were yeah. kind of like I don't know until I'm put in that position like really sure. how I would react and like. Here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I believe I would like to believe that I would. I would like to believe that I would that I would had I the skill and the talent to do something to stop this big rampaging monster that looks like, you know, Gerald with a hangover, like coming ashore and like trying to rip us apart. 
would I, could I like, you know, try to do something to try to save the world, especially you think about where this character is at that point in his journey as well. <clears throat> yeah. Like if you take that into account as well, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I want to say, I want to say yes, but I mean, again, it's, it's kind of to swing back to Gerald a few weeks ago with saw X. I don't know. Yeah how to that's a, such a cheap cop out kayla and i'm sorry to pick your question no. and be like i don't know <laughs> good question but also i can't answer it next <laughs> no um for me i'll i agree with you is that i i think it's pretty obvious that we don't really know uh and honestly he didn't really know and we'll talk about the aftermath and kind of what happens uh, even though we're kind of already spoiling but we'll wait in like major spoilers so we get into the conversation but what I want to say, though, that's an interesting kind of like wrench into the plan of whether or not I would or would not do it is the kid. Yeah. The little girl. Yeah. 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 As a father, I have three children. I know you have kids. I think and I mean, of course, I don't know because I'm only seeing it through my perspective. But I feel like folks that have kids might think differently about that because everything I do is for my kids. So you could say on a larger scale, I'm doing that for my kids, right? Because if I don't and Godzilla you know, destroys the city they live in, then they die anyway. But it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I would have that lingering desire to be their parents. And I wouldn't want to leave them not knowing what would happen if I was gone. I don't know. It's like a weird protective like thing, I kind of need to know what's going on with my kids. So I, Kayla, I'm also kind of copping out and saying, I don't know really, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like the kid would, uh, I don't know, man, it would make it really, really tough. Do you get what I'm saying, Nick? So here's, I'm going to give a, now I'm going to give a response that I know that Dan Brennick is going to love. All right. You alien a-holes in the words of my generation up yours and then he flies the plane right up into the right up into the spaceship yeah i'm 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 i'm, I'm i would do it because yeah i, I even, thought you were gonna he say had kids, thought, he yeah. wanted his kids to be proud of him and they thought he was just some you know drunk conspiracy theorist and stuff but they end up saving the world maybe i thought you were gonna say that meme of michael jordan where he's like fuck them kids <laughs> they would like that one too uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm kind of like with you, Nick. Like, I kind of hope that I would do the right thing there, but I'd feel like the kid might kind of make me second guess my, you know, what I end up doing there. So, think about question, though, how many children are going to be destroyed by Godzilla's atomic breath if you don't do it, Gerald. I know. Come on, that's a good point. Strap that's on, good point. strap on all of it. your, uh, strap on all of your Panthers gear, and you might just scare Godzilla away. Like, if you just run at him wearing all the Panthers gear. Mike, I got to do it. You got to <laughs> you got to drive the Panthers beanie right into the mouth there and let it explode. Get it. I agree with you. Get it. Get I it, agree with get you. It, get it. Uh, Kayla's been around for a while, by the way, Nick. She's been a patron for hell, probably like a year or so now. She's been around for a minute. Uh, she she she's gone to a couple screenings with me. We went to see the Iron Claw last week. She was she's local to me. She used to work with me. So 
I appreciate her as we a are, patron. We are very, very grateful. I, I do apologize that you have to spend time in person with Gerald. I've done it. <laughs> I, I know the pain. I, I, I feel the pain. It's supposed to be too. perks, you know? It's not perks. supposed to be punishments for, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> she's on a special the, tier, I guess. The I top know. tier of Patreon. Like, if you subscribe with the top tier when we redo them next year, it's going to be like, Gerald will never come hang out with you or spend <laughs> yeah. time with you. That's the top tier. You'll, you'll never have to see a movie with Gerald. <laughs> Kayla's, like, rejoining <laughs> tears. I want to see Iron Claw. I don't think it's open here. Not yet. It comes out the 22nd. Um, but yeah, it's a good one, man. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to do a mini review on YouTube for that one. Uh, probably this, hopefully Thursday or Friday this week. So, all right, let's get into the discussion for Godzilla minus one. Now, before we uh, start dissecting the film and talking about what we liked or disliked or whatever, we always give our score out of 10 up front. We have not discussed it with each other and what we call the early score reveal, Nick. Damn it! This always happens! I think I'm gonna score and then I never score! It's not fair! God, jeez! Alright. It was terrifying. Now, I think we have to just show the score in the spirit of the segment. So we're, we're I'm gonna count us in and we'll do that. But I, uh, I have a lot of kind of uh, asterisks to go along with my score, especially if you give me shit. But I got, uh, wow. I'm not changing it. I'm wow. not changing it. Immediately, he's immediately got to qualify it. He hasn't even shown it to us yet. He's already got to qualify it. It be what it be, brother. Oh, all, right. all right. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, oh, hey! oh, oh, oh. Perfect score from the P's. Look I at that. I can't believe oh. it. Oh, I mean, I guess I can't oh. believe it, but let's uh, let the audio audience know. So it's a 10 out of 10 for me. There we go. Rexy's got the 10 in his mouth now. And a 10 out of 10 from Nicholas. Come on now. What, now, the important question before we get into discussing the score is what is 20 divided by two? I, I, I think that's a 10. Show. I quit the show. I, 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 I quit the show. I I'm out of here. Uh, I think that's a 10 as well. I'm so out of 10 here. from the P's on Godzilla minus one. Lucky there, man. All right, uh, let me start, Nick. So in the kind of general thoughts up front here, even though we'll just talk about whatever because we already started. By the way, spoilers. We mentioned it before, but spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers going forward. If you have not seen Godzilla Minus One, I know it got extended and theatrical, uh, presumably till the new year. So go see it, especially on a big screen. Nick touched on that a little bit earlier, but yes, you yeah, will be spoiled. This is a movie you so. have to see this in the biggest format yeah. you possibly can. If you can, if you, if it's in IMAX, is it playing in IMAX? I don't know if it's playing in IMAX. Whatever. It is. It is. If it is, it, it's playing near you, and you can get to see it in IMAX. If I could, if if I could spare the time to get to Syracuse, I don't even know if it's playing in Syracuse. I'm just talking out my uh, butt, so I don't even That's know. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, I, it, see it on the big screen. This movie demands the big screen. It, it demands it. It really does. You know, I, I saw this on the big screen. I took my son, Logan, to see it. And I don't know if you saw our little quick reaction that we did after it, Nick. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we saw it. But <laughs> Logan, I, I, I tweeted about it after. I said, put his quote on the poster. Because my son, now he's 10, granted. But he comes out of the theater, and we're doing our little quick reaction. And I'm like, you know, what would you think? And he, and he said something to the effect of, I know this is going to sound crazy but I think that's the most entertaining movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's, what he said. that's what he said, you know? And so him and I are talking about it. And I, I got to say that, you know, I like to use him as an example because it does show the broad appeal of a movie like this. Yeah, yeah. 
where it can capture the the young at heart like that. And then like you and I obviously loved it too. And then, you know, obviously folks that are connected to the old Godzilla Kaiju stuff will love it. I, I assume will love it. So it kind of, you know, spreads the love regardless of the demographic, I feel like. It's a really genuine, heartfelt human story. And then on top of that, you just have what I think is amazing creature feature with the Godzilla aspects. The only thing I really wanted to mention at the top here is that I saw it initially with him and it was a 10 out of 10, right? And his reaction to it and just being so amped up by it and connecting with him on it. And I, I just loved everything about it. It was just a great experience in the theater and it was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So I got a, I got a screener for it like a week ago and I rewatched it at home. The same feeling. And that's when I said, you know what? This is a 10 out of 10 for me. This is easily in the running top three or so of the year for me right now Though we'll do that episode in a few weeks, but it's definitely going to be in the running. One of my favorite movies of the year. One of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. One of the best like creature feature movies I've seen in a minute. So yeah, uh, general thoughts on it for you, buddy. You get a 10 from you as well. I mean, you're exactly right. I, what's the weakest part of every big monster movie, every big kaiju movie, any anything like that? What's the worst part of it every single time without fail? No characters, no character, no human characters. Yeah, it's the human story, like literally nonstop. All you had to do was give us a really, really great, compelling human story. <laughs> and I mean, the, the, I mean, we're going to we're going to talk about the G. We're going to talk about this big lizard. Sure. behind me. He's going to bite me, yeah. swimming up on me. Like we're going to talk about the Godzilla stuff and everything like that, obviously, in the film. But I think like a lot of times these films like really. You're, it's kind of like you're you're almost just waiting for the monster stuff to happen because you're just like, all right, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. we get it, like, blah blah blah, like what it, what was it in like the Kong v Godzilla movie or whatever? Like we had like the the, the conspiracy theorist podcaster because that's of course what every podcaster is in a Hollywood production and. <laughs> 11 yeah. from stranger things and like all these other weird different things we had like the when they had godzilla fighting king Ghidorah in king of all monsters or whatever they had like that what was it like four hours that vera formiga stopped the movie in the middle of it to give just endless exposition about stuff true the human true. stuff is always like by far the weakest aspect of these movies but what they decided to do in this movie and we're gonna butcher every single name that we're gonna try to pronounce in here oh yeah i can't do probably it, yeah. not gonna try to pronounce too too many of them but we have to mention written and directed and with visual effects done by takashi amzaki I'm going to mm -hmm. pronounce all these wrong and I do profusely yeah, apologize, exactly. but I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best here. But what, what he does is he transports this film into post-war Japan. So this is post-World War II mm -hmm. and essentially makes this a movie about survivor's guilt for our main hero, uh, Shikishima, who we already mentioned. Uh, it makes it just kind of like this little, like found family movie mm -hmm. as well. And it also makes it just kind of about like the people of a country reclaiming like their national pride a little bit in the wake of obviously a pretty devastating defeat in the war. It's kind of all those things all wrapped up in one. And it's it's really freaking good. 
Like, and I mean, like, really, really, really good. Like, the performance, the performance from, I'm going to get his name wrong here. I'm so sorry. Ryan Soke Kamiki, mm-hmm. uh, who is who is the main star, who is Shikishima, is, is, it's, it's so good. Like, you can feel, like, the, 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 the trauma, the post-traumatic stress that that character is enduring from the Godzilla attack on Odo Island, everybody there that was killed. And he was only there because he was a kamikaze pilot that ran away from his duty. Yeah. You know, and whether he agreed with it or not, he still feels that intense sense of pride, that intense sense of that intense sense of honor and and, and not having completed this mission, even if he disagreed with it. And I mean, even to take it one step further now, granted, I don't know a lot about Japanese culture and like their feelings toward like world war two and things like that, like in general, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought at least from my perspective, I thought it was really, really great to see a a Japanese film set in post-war Japan, criticizing so carelessly throwing away life. Like, japan did during the war like kamikaze pilots and like all that different stuff and like that whole i mean we've all seen a million and a half world war ii movies we've all heard a million and a half stories Mm -hmm. read all the books and all those different things about like you know dying like literally killing yourself to die with honor as opposed to surrendering like that kind of thing right we've, we've we've seen that a million times so i really really love one of the things that resonated most with me g i think was that commentary in this film about no life is more precious than that life life should not be so easily and carelessly thrown away and tossed aside like that i agree i think um yamazaki the filmmaker did a really special thing here because in the opening sequence we kind of learn the kamikaze pilot background mm-hmm. we kind of see that he kind of ran away from his duty we don't really know why like we don't know if why you know if he was a coward or like what it's kind of ambiguous really in the beginning but what i think and what i bought into is the through line uh throughout the rest of the movie all the way to the ending sequence that we kind of already touched on in one big question is that there was a reason why you know he didn't just he wasn't just a suicide pilot or whatever mm. there's a reason why is because he was an important piece to the arc of this of this film of the story and along the way we endeared ourselves to him as kind of this underdog character and this found family and i already mentioned the little kid in this movie which mm-hmm. i feel like brought a lot of levity to those of us that have kids and allowed us to connect on that level as well but i think that seeing that in the beginning and kind of not really knowing and kind of feeling out this character. And I was kind of like, what the fuck, you know, what's this guy's deal or whatever, you know, like maybe this is just a catapult for the Godzilla stuff. Cause we get him pretty early on in that first sequence, but to see the beats of the character along the way, because the survivor's guilt that you mentioned, which is a constant theme in this movie. And honestly is probably, a theme that a lot of Japanese people from that era felt because, you know, cities were being obliterated by nuclear weapons and like whatever. And if, if you're still alive and the rest of your family and friends and coworkers and everybody are dead, you probably do have a sense of, of that survivor's guilt. So I think it's more on a broader scale, the country and the, and the townspeople too. Yep. But you know, uh, the young lady who I thought did a great job too, which I will also 
butcher her name, but uh, I think Minami Hababe. Yeah, she was uh, Noriko, right? Yep, Noriko. Um, but you know, she saves him uh, in the city attack, which, by the way, was fucking awesome. But I don't want to get off track here. But anyway, uh, she saved him, and we presume she dies because it's a fucking wasteland after that, and he's literally the only fucking person alive there. So the survivor guilt comes back, right? Yep. Uh, and it's just always a thing that's with him. And you can see now, though, as we get to that middle part and definitely by the end of the movie, you can see it's not because he's a coward or like he's lazy or none of that stuff. It's just because he has really connected to people finally. There's an overlying uh, commentary here, I feel like, on the Japanese people in general. And uh, the way we're meant to kind of see them in this era in history, because, you know, you look at a movie like Oppenheimer, which we reviewed earlier this year. Imagine this is a double feature. I mean, you know, a Godzilla movie, a Kaiju movie, a monster movie, you're not supposed to really kind of think about on like the same level you would think of like an Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, people don't necessarily think that way, but like it is a really profound human story with elements of history built into it. And I mean, I'm not like Brian Loy. I'm not the kaiju expert or anything like that. But I'll just tell you that in any of the Godzilla movies I've seen, which is probably, I don't know, anywhere from maybe 10 to 12 of them, I've never felt that. I've always felt like, where's Godzilla? I don't care what these people are talking about. You, you know what I mean? And this is the first time that I was watching kind of two movies at once in a Godzilla feature, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, even, even, even when the Godzilla stuff is happening, you know, as amazing as it is, it's we're, we're, we're worried about how are these characters going to escape from these situations? Like how, right. like, you know, he's, he's got this found family and everything like that. And then, you know, we know that Godzilla is making its way to shore and that he's out there in a mine sweeping vessel, you know, clearing mines out of the sea after the war because of all the, you know, spent mines that are just sitting out there, you know, and I, I really, really, I, I just, I really, really loved all of that. And like his struggle to really, really connect with Noriko because of his guilt and, and, and because like, it's almost like he feels like he's lost his honor, you know, and, and he's got to do something to get it back because honor yeah. is, is such a big thing to the Japanese people. And I, I just, I, I really, really love all of that. And he kind of just ignores, and not that he really, really ignores, but like he, he really doesn't see the family, the found family that he has with uh, Noriko and Akiko as the little girl. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really see the value in that. And he doesn't really see that found family until it's too late. And like, she's presumably going to lose him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like you said, like all of a sudden, all all of the survivor's guilt that he already feels that he's already still suffering from all the PTSD from the attack on Odo Island. Now it just it just revisits him him all over again. And, and that kind of ignites this fire in him where, you know, he's he's determined to take down, you know, it's essentially like Godzilla in in, in a way in this movie is his fear godzilla in a way in this movie is like a literal physical manifestation i mean obviously it's it's a lot of different things but like in this movie it's it's really like a manifestation of like his guilt and 
his lack of honor, the lack of honor he feels he has anyway. Uh, it's so beautifully written. It's 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 I'm not doing it justice here, unfortunately. It's 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 really, really beautiful. It's really, really, really well acted. I I just I was in love with every single bit of the human aspect of this story so that I wasn't just immediately when the destruction was over, when the next Godzilla scene ended, I wasn't just like, all right, now we got to wait for the next one. Now a bunch of people are going to talk about a bunch of stuff and then we get to get back to more cool stuff. I was so invested the whole way through this and, and, and that's why like it has to propel, it has to propel that perfect score for me. I could watch this movie again and again and again and again and again and again and again absolutely absolutely incredible everything that a good monster movie should be is 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 this please please american screenwriters please take notice of the human story in this film like you need good compelling human characters i really think that gareth edwards godzilla in 2014 i think it had most of one a lot of people aren't necessarily fans of Alan Taylor Johnson's performance in that, but I thought that like establishing the relationship between he and his father played by Brian Cranston in that film really gave the film a good emotional core so that when Godzilla and the Muto show up, you kind of care about them. And, you know, the rest of the movies haven't really had a whole lot of that. I mean, if you give us compelling human characters, like I'm, I, I know that we're all super excited to talk about and, and, and even the audience listening to hear about our thoughts about all the Godzilla stuff, too. But I, I yeah. want to be entertained the whole way through. I don't want to just be able to watch a YouTube compilation of the best bits later and be like, well, I saw the movie. I'm good. Right, right. And I feel like you can't do that with this movie. You really no. need to be invested in kind of the backstory of, of a lot of the people. You know, what I wanted to mention, it kind of really is going to be a different version of kind of what you said, but it's just like, and I kind of said earlier that it's two different movies, but I just love that, you know, in previous Godzilla installments, even the 2014 one that you were talking about, yeah, with actors that I know, like Cranston and others, like, I just didn't care like about those human characters. Like, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't emotionally invested in their outcome, and I and I'm not picking on that movie. I'm talking about even if you go all the way back, because obviously it initially was really about Godzilla stomping on the cities and you know, people running for their lives, and we get that in this movie. But what's different and what's really fascinating to me is that there's certain people that the film does such a good job of connecting you to that you're like, please don't stomp on those people. (laughs) Like, don't drop the train that she's hanging from on her way to work or whatever, because I'm connected to her now. I I know that she's raising this little girl that she found. You know what I mean? So, like, if that had just been a Japanese woman on a train in any of the previous films, that's kind of the way it would have played out. But in this movie, it really takes the time to connect you. You know, that's the best way I can put it. It's an emotional Godzilla movie which is yeah. frankly kind of unheard of. I mean, there might be a few scenes here and there in other movies you could pick out, but this is a really emotionally investing film that you that you kind of take seriously. I know it can I've seen some of the criticism it can be melodramatic at times and like whatever. It never played like that for me. 
Like I was never like, okay, this is overacting. These people are being a little much. Like I never felt that way. I was always like believable in their characters. From who though? Like who's giving these criticisms? Because like when I'm watching those performances, our boy, our like, boy Brad for one, and also he doesn't like the creature effects. So whenever Brad's, you're ready to segue Brad's to that, let me sucks. know. Brad sucks. <laughs> Brad we all know it. Suck. Hashtag Brad sucks. Man, <laughs> that's the next tier on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brad sucks to you. No, like I, I really, really, I, I, I think it's, it's. I think that that's just. I, I, I'm not. Granted, I'm not super familiar with Japanese cinema, so I can't criticize it from that aspect because it, it just, it felt like it, it made sense to me in, like, in, like the way that the, 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 the scenes were shot and, and the way the performances kind of carried. Right. Same. Like I don't know enough about Japanese cinema to say that like that's not just a kind of that but that might be like the whole like I know Dan who's editing this like really really hates high talking fast trousers guys like old school like sure acting from like the early like black and white days and things mm-hmm. like that where everybody like you know had that very very stagey kind of voice where they all talk sure. really really fast and all that stuff you know mm-hmm. but that might just be how that might just be what they do there i don't know that and, and it didn't yeah, ring it didn't ring false to where it took me out of the movie or anything like that like the performances i thought were i thought were perfectly fine perfectly effective yeah me too you know and like the rest of it like i'm i'm a, I'm a white dude from pennsylvania lives in upstate new york man i don't know squat about you know the the you know japanese culture and cinema and like how they perform and things like that the only minor thing that I thought about after my first viewing was how when he finds her at the end in the hospital, it was so emotional, but she's like barely got any like boo-boos on her. <laughs> she's like clean and like beautiful. Like there's like one scratch on her forehead. That was the only thing where I was like, all right, they could have like made her look a little more roughed up. You know what I mean? So that I've, I've seen that thrown out there too, but. Let's talk about. Wasn't wait a minute. Wait, hold, hold, hold. Go ahead. Time go out. ahead. Yeah. Time out. Yeah, sure. This is a character who is wrapped like head to toe in bandages. One of her eyes and everything, like literally half of her head and face is I'm covered just saying, with bandages. Go back and look at it. I mean, I don't. You're know. just like, oh, well, should they not have bandaged her up, Gerald? Should she have just been sitting no, in bed fine. like burnt and charred no. from atomic breath? I'm good. I, I'm good. I, you know, it's just one thing I noticed. It's like I'm half good. covered in bandages, like one ba- a bandage like over one eye and like half of her face, and it's like, boy. Yeah. I really could have roughed her up a little bit more, you know? Yeah, it's not enough, you know? Come on, it's Godzilla. Atomic breath. I mean, let's go. Let's transition to the uh, monster stuff. Let's talk about Godzilla in this movie, man. Let's talk about some of the Before we get there, though, I want to ask you, because there's one other, like, subset of characters we really get that are, like, you know, side characters in this, and that's, like, the boat crew. What do you... Thoughts on the boat crew? Love them. Yeah. Uh, A real Jaws feel. And I've seen that... Uh, I've seen that similarity pointed out from so other people. Just, just look, look, it's it's right here behind me. I've even seen the screenshots, like like back and forth, like literally, you know, of like the comparison of like the you know jaw sequences and things like that. Definitely heavily inspired. I love that, yeah, camaraderie that they you know gain over time, and even when they find out about his kind of kamikaze background, you can see them kind of questioning it, like because like you said, honor is such a huge thing. But I think, like us, the audience, they kind of sense a larger purpose for him, too. You know what yeah. I mean? And they kind of are more accepting of it than, you know, just a standard person in the population would be. But I loved it. I thought, um, you know, we're going to talk about the effects and the and the sequences with, with Godzilla. But, I mean, the ones on the water, 
were just awesome because again, you're so connected to the people on that boat. Yeah. I mean, you really are. I mean, like when the big, um, like steamliner comes in the one scene and it ends up getting destroyed in the atomic breath and it basically explodes right in front of them. I didn't care <laughs> because I was just like, Oh yay. My, the little jaws wooden ship that could is still okay. And those guys are going to get out now, you know? Like, the film just did such a good job at connecting you to the important characters that you were supposed to be rooting for. But it's really weird for me to say that because I always root for Godzilla. Like, I just love the monster just destroying shit, you know? Uh, I've always been a Godzilla guy. But this movie did a good job of conflicting me as a viewer, which has never happened before when, when Godzilla was on screen. So. That's because this movie made Godzilla mean, man. Yeah. This brutal. Godzilla is big and he's mad. Yeah. So mad. Look at like, I love like video audience. You guys are getting like the, the shot of him here behind me, but like, I <laughs> he looks deranged in this shot. Like yeah, he looks like happy. a, like a psycho angry deranged, like murderer. Who's just coming to, literally chow down on every single man woman and child in japan like it's yeah, he's not happy it's it, it, it's it's not a happy lizard man nah nah it's um yeah i don't want to be in his uh path that's for sure so you want to talk a little bit about the effects now i mentioned brad earlier we were kind of riding on him or whatever but um anybody that's critical of the movie has kind of talked about the effects and the, of the gods of godzilla himself and how it kind of moves robotic. It moves like a dude in a suit. Yeah, exactly. I it's loved a Japanese it because Godzilla movie. I loved it because of the authenticity to the original films. Speak it, brother. Speak it, because I yeah. agree with you. That's literally like that's literally like I saw it move around like, and I know like in like the Gareth Edwards movie and like those movies, they try to make it look like a bear, like <laughs> yeah, move true. around like a bear. But like it, it literally it moves around like it's a dude in a it's like it's a dude in a Godzilla suit like it's not. Yeah. But I really love it's kind of like you said it's it's that stroke of authenticity like it's paying homage to decades, decades and dozens and dozens of Godzilla films in Japanese film history, where it's always a dude in a suit, and that's right. that's the they keep that they keep that true to that character design. They do. So yeah, he it. stomps around and moves like he's a dude wearing a big fat foam suit with like fins and a tail and stuff and stuff like that on it. But it's still very scary. It's still very sinister. The 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 scenes where he's destroying the city, especially like in the atomic breath scenes, we get a few of those like. There's a lot of emotional heft to those scenes because it's not like the old days where you knew it was a dude stomping around on, you know, little plastic people or whatever. Like, it was like, this is fucked up. Like, these people, their entire city has just been demolished. And, you know, the one character that we were connected to, we thought he lost the only person that really mattered to him. And it was just, I don't know, man. It was just, it was something different about it, but it still had those elements of the old old movies from like 50 60 years ago where it was like if in other words if you could take that and bring it to 2023 and then obviously improve the effects which they obviously did because i mean it's 60 years later <laughs> of course they did but also you incorporate the story that we've been talking about and the screenplay and the the character development that we've been talking about and you get this perfect recipe, which is minus one. I mean, it came out. It, I mean, we both gave it a 10. I mean, 
especially if you're talking about in the realm of like monster movies or creature features, this is as good as it gets. I mean, I, I honestly am having trouble even thinking of a movie that I would put in the ranks of this one when we're talking about monster movies, especially in like modern day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, first of all, like it when it walks around in the city and things like that, and when it's destroying stuff. It's not just it's not just accidentally stepping on a building or accidentally like, you know, doing whatever like it just straight up like just turns that big heavy body through stuff and just like literally reduces buildings to rubble like like absolute paper. And and, and I really, really love that. But I, I think like it, honestly, like the real the, the real the real real reason that I have to give this movie a 10 out of 10, Gerald is there there are a few times and every time a movie can do it it literally it gets it gets perfect score from me if you can unhinge my jaw from my face and leave it on the floor of the cinema mm-hmm. that's gonna get me that's gonna get you a perfect score literally every time and that like like two different times in this movie but Saltburn didn't do that <laughs> for you well, I did. I had to unhinge my jaw to fit in the bathtub so I could, you know, drink up the. I'm drink gonna, up I'm the, gonna break that logic. Drink up the All bath. Right, go water. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, because nothing in Saltbridge shocked me, Gerald. Like, be <laughs> like, fine. I I live in the age of the internet, baby. I've seen way worse than the things in Saltbridge, buddy. That's fine. Uh, but like the, it's first thing, first of all like these scenes these shots of Godzilla chasing the boat are so good so mm-hmm. tense so incredible like I, I was re-watching like a couple of the scenes basically to get this screenshot for the background today mm-hmm. and it's it's harrowing like it looks so so good as this just big mean angry bastard of a lizard is just swimming up behind you and he wants to eat you he's gonna eat you he's gonna eat your boat he's gonna eat everything mm-hmm. that and then gee atomic breath is uh, is atomic in this movie this isn't really? just a little a little laser blast this isn't just a little nah. little a little babouche or whatever like first of all the sequence of like locking the dorsal fins like the dorsal fins like 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 that hard sounding noise it's like almost like if you were throwing like a big giant lever like the power builds up the power builds up and he takes that big big breath and then boom the fins lock in place and he shoots that thing out like a freaking laser cannon and then just that massive eruption mushroom cloud explosion yeah, levels uh, the whole city like dude i was legitimately in the, in, the, in the cinema just like like i know like no kid i was so blown away by that it was and so we didn't like, even pun intended we, i guess but yeah yeah you were blown away by it so yeah. blown away by it dude like it literally like it made the little kid in me who loves monster movies and things like this legitimately giddy at how good it was just yeah we didn't we didn't mention how we didn't mention how when he's descending on the city and that in that scene the main city scene that you're talking about that leads up to the atomic breath but that scene starts with her going to her new job on the train and we know based on dialogue that she's going to the city that he's also attacking yep and we're like immediately like, oh God, that's where she's going. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I actually said that to my son. We were watching. I was like, that's where she's going. <laughs> and uh anyway, so she's there, but we didn't even mention when she sees Godzilla descending on the city, it drops that original score, dude. 
when the original score hit, bro. I was like, oh, shit. They are really trying to, like, tickle nostalgia. But, like, this is also, like you said, so harrowing. And, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And what ends up happening is the fucking city is demolished from essentially the you know replication on screen of a nuclear weapon, which is his atomic breath. And the only survivor, of course, is our boy out there in a wasteland, you know. So now he's back to his ghost and his PTSD and everything. So uh, it just brings us right back to kind of the origin of the movie to begin with. But, you know, I love the symbolism. I think it's a really deep movie that you didn't really expect. And I was actually going to talk about this in the beginning before we even got into the details of the movie. But didn't you think that? Minus one kind of snuck up on us. Like, I don't know. I just felt like this movie kind of came out of nowhere this year because we're doing all this kind of like end of the year watching and me and Nick are going to be doing our best movies of the year in a couple weeks. And like, I've, I've watched like a shit ton of movies and I was like, oh, I love Godzilla. Like the trailer looks cool. I had early screen. I took my son to see it. I'm like, this is going to be great. And I don't know. I just didn't hear a lot of chatter about it beforehand. And I came out of the theater. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this was this was awesome, and I don't. Know, I just felt like it kind of snuck up on the American public. Is that fair to say, or did you like know about this months ago? Is it just me? I knew about it. I saw a trailer for it quite a while ago. Yeah, and I just was. I like, was like, I was like, gung ho because I love Godzilla movies anyway. Me like too. I was, I was always going to go to a theater to see this anyway. But I, 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 I think it's it's more. <clears throat> how well this film is performing i think it had one of the lowest ever drops uh like percentage-wise yeah. drops in in terms of weeks of, of being in the theater i think it only dropped like what 25 percent or something like that like it is yeah. still raking in tickets on a nothing budget for a movie of this type 15 like an million i would hate it i mean i feel like we beat up the flash on this uh, show every week since that was officially our first episode together but dude 15 million for this i mean this needs to be it actually made the top 20 like short list that they sent to the academy for visual effects this year so i don't know if it'll make the final five for nominees but i see it like i would be like yeah absolutely that should be nominated i just want to see it because i want to see in the reels like godzilla swimming up behind the boat in the in yeah the, dude. in the, in the in promo the reels of the oscars that's what i want to see bro give it to me but yeah I mean, this is so well done. I think we've covered it, but I mean, it's just so well done on so many different levels. The performances, the, the human parts, the Godzilla parts, the effects, the freaking score, the music. Like, it it really is an emotional, emotionally investing movie that you're not expecting because it's a Godzilla movie. But you still get the Godzilla stuff. Yeah. You know, so the the, the dips in the movie watching experience quote unquote dips where there's not action you're still into it because of what's happening with the people that you're following and that's that's a rare thing for any movie but it's definitely not something you really necessarily expect when you sit down for a godzilla movie and i loved it yeah and i mean i i love like the only other person that survives the attack on the island at uh, Odo Island, like gives him the pictures of like the families, like the the personal photos of all the other people that were killed there. You know that definitely aids in Shikishima's survivors' guilt and everything like that. And then I love that it's that character. They bring that character back, and he's the one that gets the plane ready and like loads it up with the bomb and like all that kind of different stuff like that. But then, like, you, 
I kind you kind of get an inkling that the character is going to survive. Like you kind of because they they do that purposeful scene where they cut away when he leans in there and he tells him something, but they don't tell us what it is until they can mm-hmm. like dramatically reveal it to the audience later. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of, I was kind of like like the journey that this character's gone on. I'm like, there's no way he's actually still going to sacrifice himself. Like he's definitely going to bail out of this thing because throwing your life away uselessly like you know like letting go of that guilt and 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 living and making a good life for yourself for your found family and everything like that is everything but i really really did love that scene when they cut back to that scene after he after he ejects and you know he basically tells him he's like he's like you gotta gotta live live. like you Mm -hmm. have to live you know like throwing your life away needlessly is is not gonna be is not gonna mean anything here and i think and i think that's why he he did is yeah. because that guy of all people was like, dude, don't do this. You know, yeah. like there's other ways to get around this. I installed this ejector seat and blah, blah, blah. Like, in other words, if, if that specific, like his friends on the boat or whatever had all, you know, there was a whole thing where they're like, don't do it, you know, and they were trying to follow where he was going to be or whatever. But he, I don't think that he would have changed his, you know, suicide bomber mentality had it not been for, that interaction i agree that's yeah yeah and i think that was huge and that was another emotional piece too yeah it had to be that character because you know i mean i think the only other way that they possibly could have done that is if he had found out like right before he took off that nordico had survived but he doesn't find that out until after that so like i really think like but yeah i i just i i really really love like all the dramatic beats in this film I mean, this, like, remove the Godzilla elements from this film. It's basically, like, a dramatic post-war film, like, about mm-hmm. PTSD, about survivor's guilt, about all of those terrible, terrible things that we get swept up in in war. And then it also, like I said, it's got a whole lot of national pride and everything like that all mm-hmm. wrapped up in it, taking up arms, like, you know, your government and, like, allied governments, no one will do anything to help you do this thing. So you take it upon yourself. You're tired of war. You're over this thing. So, you know, you arm yourself to go fight one last battle to try to save, to try to save your country, save your home, save your people and all that kind of stuff like that. It's, 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 it's every, just everything about it is so, so good. There's a, there's a, there's a beauty and and a poetry to this film that I, I think is, is just incredible. Like I said, I really like the performances. I think there's a lot of good emotion in this. And it's got just the meanest, angriest Godzilla that I can remember in recent memory, just absolutely annihilating everything in its path, just doing what it doing what Godzilla do. Doing what he do. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, uh, sequel stuff in your head. Like obviously the very, very end of the movie, we kind of get a sense that, you know, the Godzilla organism or whatever you want to call it is not dead. And it's going to regenerate over time or whatever. So he's still going to be around. Uh, is that cool with you? Did you like that kind of cliffhanger ending? Yeah, give it all to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really the, the the biggest thing that I'll struggle with. I will be I'll be the first in line to see a sequel to this movie. I loved it a lot, but I, I really really worry about where you take a human story from here. Mm-hmm. You know, I really worry about how you write that next compelling how are you do it that story yeah. in this thing. Do you here's here's a real question, G. Here's a real question. Do you make it a, another a, a direct sequel like in the same time frame or do you fast forward it a bit into a different era? You know, do you abandon these characters entirely and give us all new characters 
in in, in the movie because I'm I'm a firm yeah. believer like in these kinds of movies. I don't really think you need to keep the same cast. I don't think you need to bring these characters forward because their journey is done. Like his survivor's guilt, like the this whole movie is about him getting past like the war. Like him, he's he says multiple times throughout this movie, the war is not over for me. The war is not over for me. You know, and his and war is says, finally is over, over at the end. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what she asks him at the end. Is your war over? And like he can finally yeah. let that go. Uh, he can finally embrace her, embrace their family unit. Yeah. I think if they, um, I think if they decide to use this core group of characters, you know, the main benefit would be people that love this movie are already going to be connected to them. But I think it would have to be a time jump where maybe the little girl was grown up. Maybe she's like in her thirties or something, and something. I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't know how you older, bring this cast. So but then like, again, she's like yeah. Nordico is like is is like poisoned with something. Like, did you see that thing in her neck? Like there was this like mm-hmm. something you got to rewatch that scene at the hospital man, because there's a thing there's like in the hospital like they they're like when they're hugging like there's a deliberate shot of her neck in the frame there's like this black something mm-hmm. that like crawls up oh, like I think this I do inside of her skin that. I do recall that so she's yeah, vaguely. there's something going on with her whether I, is Norco oh, going to okay. turn into a Godzilla monster or something who knows. Hey, uh, I do don't it. really necessarily know. Maybe there's some sequel bait there or something like that. But I mean, I think right. you you have to you've set too high a precedent with this movie with the human story. That's kind of man. If 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 this movie's going to have one failing is is it's the precedent that it sets for other monster movies to come on <laughs> yeah, how right. good you actually can make a human story in this type of movie. Right. If you if like Godzilla Kong with like whatever the team up movie is because like that literally that trailer literally dropped around the time that this came out. Mm-hmm. like is that movie going to come out and just have an absolute dud of a human story again are we going to get more podcast or conspiracy theorists yeah i think that's going to that gonna well? be i mean i don't know because obviously it's not out yet but i think that's going to be more like a michael bay type situation <laughs> where it's just monsters attacking each other shit blowing up which i mean is great but it's not gonna bring that duality that this film brought you know which i think is what made this so good uh but so surprising like i feel like me and you could have done this review for a new godzilla movie and regardless it could have easily been like a seven or eight out of ten you know but i think that all that little extra stuff that i frankly wasn't really expecting with this kind of movie is what really drove it to like exceed my expectations to where i'm just like well i gotta get this a fucking ten i mean this blew me away and so many different so many different feelings of you know, the action stuff that I salivate for that kind of stuff on the big screen, but then also this like stuff where I'm like tearing up, you know, and then like leaving the theater and having my 10 year old talk about the fucking greatest movies ever seen, you know, like it's just so many different things that I will keep with me uh, from this movie experience. I'm so glad I got to see it on the big screen. And like uh, we said earlier, guys, they did extend the theatrical release for this in a lot of cities. So it is still playing uh, through the holiday. If you get a chance Go to check it out, see it. Godzilla minus one tens across the board, Nick. Ten from me, ten from you, and a ten from the peas. Godzilla minus it. one. It's so one. good. Like it's one so the, good. Yeah, and one of the best it, movies of the year. Easy. It's it's like you said. It it blows your expectations out of the water. Like they blow Godzilla's face out of the water with that mine that he's shooting at right here in the in the in the shot that I'm in front of here. No diggity, no doubt. So to wrap up the episode, guys, I'm going to head over and uh, let you know what the schedule is because we're coming up to the end of the year. So next week, we will not have a review because it's Christmas and we have to be with our families. 
Nick, I don't know why they won't let us record on Christmas Eve, but I guess I'll give it to them. So we won't be recording an episode next week. But listen, we have two more review episodes before we do our top five of 2023. So we're going to do Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon coming off of Christmas week. <laughs> Holy Lord, the, the the feedback on that movie so far. I actually muted it on Twitter uh, yesterday because I was like, I don't want to see any more of this. This is crazy. Uh, and then we will do Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things, or at least that's the plan, uh, which is getting a lot of Oscar buzz for Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe. Uh, we'll check that out. Mark Ruffalo as well. Yep. And then we will come in with a special guest that I'm not going to announce quite yet, but we're going to have a very special guest joining the show the week of the 15th when we well, do can our I guess top who it is? five can I guess? 2023. I'm going to yep. guess who it is. Okay. Godzilla. <laughs> Can't even, man, I can't even get the button in there before he guesses it. Fine, fine. We have the same humor, sure. so I kind of thought you were going there. But we're also going to do, we're also going to do, like, there's a lot of other stuff. Like, Maestro's coming out. I really yep. do want to see Maestro. I just, I honest to God, like, life is so chaotic for me we're right still now. Going I on couldn't Patreon. get to a theater. We're still going to do, like, some shorter reviews of stuff on Patreon. Yep. And, and, and different things like that for Patreon. So, uh, you know, yep. we really do appreciate it. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for all of your all of your amazing support over there. We're going to get some some content over there. Maybe maybe we'll even do some top five lists and Gerald will round it out to his top ten, much to everyone's annoyance Always. because he won't just do a top ten show. Always. Although I haven't been doing that on my top fives on YouTube. I don't know if you noticed, but I've only given like two or three honorables, and I've been waiting for somebody to call me out that I haven't rounded out my top ten. I, I, I only I only watch the episodes on YouTube that I'm in because I, I need to oh, look at my face while I, while, I, while I listen to you. <laughs> That's one hundred percent fair. Uh, I don't really know what to say about that. I feel like maybe you should talk to someone about that. You have to see yourself while you hear me talk. I like that. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Godzilla minus one. Obviously, a high recommend from the peas. And we will be back in two weeks for our review of Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. uh, Part one. One somehow. Uh, A child of fire. Get it so, the whole thing. You gotta get the whole thing. Is there. a child of fire is in there too? Child of fire is in there too. Yes, it has a subtitle and everything. You gotta get it all in there. Holy God. Uh, okay, so that's gonna be a treat to discuss. I don't know about to watch, but it'll Gerald's, be a treat to Gerald's discuss. Gerald's gonna hate it so much, and I can't I mean, I'm wait. Not a big, even if I, I even if I like it, even if I dislike it, whatever, I can't wait for the deliciousness of Gerald's hate. I can't do the slow motion music video shit that he does I all the time. I cannot wait. Gerald's gonna I, hate it so much. All right. Well, let's this see. is going to be your dumb right. money for for this for this podcast. It's going to be your dumb money. Do you want to guess what I'm? Well, let's guess real quick, and we'll come back to this. What am I going to give Rebel Moon? You think three? And I'll and I'll guess what I'm going to give it. You you say a three? Three. I'm guessing I'll give it like a five. Wow, we'll we'll that's see. way optimistic for you for a Zack Snyder film. We'll see. All right. I'll, but when I when we do our scores for that episode, we have to do it in slow motion. I'll have to get Dan to like edit in some slow-mo or something. <laughs> I don't know. We're just talking shit about Zack Snyder now. Sorry. All right. That's it for uh, this uh, week's episode. I hope everyone has a great Christmas. Seriously. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. You guys are awesome. And I hope you get some good time in with the family and friends and eat well and, and get lots of good presents from Santa and all that good stuff. But a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all the Peas listeners out there. Nick, that goes for you as well, buddy. I'll get together with you in a couple weeks, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene in the uh, Zack Snyder universe over there. I just felt like pushing time. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take good care of yourselves. 
and have an amazing holiday. We'll see you soon.